Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, we're talking about financial management in marriage. And so this episode, um, we have come up with three problems that um, we believe couples face in their finances. And of course, we'll give you a few tips that you can help, um, that will help you and your spouse get on the same page with your finances. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. So uh, problem one that we've come up with is not knowing where the money went each month. Uh, it's a pretty significant problem mm-hmm. if you if you think about it. I mean, if you don't know where your money's going, um, you're you're gonna have problems there. So, um, our first tip uh, on that is just gonna be um, use a budget, and a budget is sometimes. Um, Sometimes feels like a scary word to some people. Or uh, restricting. A restricting word to some people. Um, or an icky word, <laughs> you know. Um, but really to just break it down to its pure definition, it's an estimate of income and expended expenses uh, for a set period of time. Huh. So if you boil it down to the base definition, it makes it a lot less icky and restricting we shouldn't run from a budget because everybody has income and everyone has expenses if you're if you're trying to survive you hopefully have income and um and then the money goes out to pay bills yeah so basically do a budget and we specifically recommend a zero based budget uh, which is a pretty simple form of budgeting there's tons of different kinds out there and you know you can research on your own uh, on what you think is best, but what we think is best is pretty simple. It's a zero-based budget. It's basically your, you take your income and then you subtract your expenses and what you want to allocate towards savings, and then the result should be zero. Um, that's it. Yeah, and we've heard from couples like, oh, I have a budget. I just still don't know where my money went. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's like, well, you've got to not just make it. You've got to stick to the budget. And so for that, um, we have to schedule, like even Thomas and I, we schedule a monthly budget meeting. It's on the calendar. It's something that we show up to at our dining room table and um, we go through the budget and we do that every month. Um, We actually personally like two different budget meetings. Um, We've just found that it, it helps us focus and eliminates the the conflict. (laughs) Um, We do two different ones. Um, One is to plan the upcoming month uh, a budget and telling where our telling our money where to go. And then we have a separate meeting that kind of closes the month um, to look back and see did we stay on budget. And that helps us then adjust for the next month if needed. Yeah. And I personally uh, spend some time allocating our expenses throughout the month. I typically do it every few days, but, um, you know, I would suggest probably a minimum of once a week. Uh, otherwise once you get farther behind, there's going to be a lot more transactions that you have to do all at one time. So it can seem more of like a daunting task if you do it less frequently. Uh, additionally, it's just going to create more problems because if you don't do it frequently, you're not going to be in there seeing where your money is going and how far your budgets are creeping up. Um, and so then that can cause problems down the line. So uh, make sure you're doing that frequently each other, uh, frequently enough. And then make sure you're 
uh, paying attention to each other's value in the budgeting process. Uh, obviously, because I'm the one who tracks the expenses, I naturally just gravitate towards the financial side of things anyway. And so um, because of that, that's something that I can do that takes that burden off of you. And um, I think that that's, yeah, I think you enjoy that. You know, you, I don't think you're the one who wants to track the expenses on an ongoing basis. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that that's just a strength of mine. So we can lean into that strength in our relationship and I can tackle that part. But that does require you to be purposeful um, to be involved frequently enough like at those budget meetings so that you know what's going on and you can have input into how we spend our money. Absolutely. Early in our marriage, I just let Thomas handle that. Like you're the numbers guy. You figure that out. I trust you. Just tell me what I need to do. And um, we have shifted that about halfway through our marriage. Um, I wanted to be um, more involved. I was, you know, feeling a little insecurities and, and stuff like that. It's like, well, I, I want to know more of where we stand financially. Um, but then I had to um, see that I, too, had value to bring to that mm-hmm. budget meeting. I had to, first of all, show up <laughs> for them and not just like, uh, you do it. That's fine. You know, whatever you say. Uh, I had to show up for them and I had to show up for them excited um, to be part. And, um, that has actually drastically changed our finances for the better when we decided to do it together Mm -hmm. and kind of have those equal parts of value and communication, um, that we're both responsible for where the money's going. So we should both be knowledgeable of the process and where what's coming in and what's going out. Absolutely. And last tip on, not knowing where the money went each month is to use some type of tracking tool to uh, help you better control your spending. Um, there's obviously tons of tools out there that you can use. There's free ones. There's paid ones. Uh, find your thing and use it. You can search on your app store or you can just Google something. Uh, you can just use a basic spreadsheet. Pen and paper works as well. Just make sure you're writing it down somewhere to track it. Um, don't just go based off of what your bank account says and you know tracking, trying to track your bills that way. Um, it, it's too out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and then just Keep a, keep the reminder that uh, when you first start doing a budget and tracking your spending, it's going to take you a good three months of consistency uh, to start feeling better about budgeting. So if you you have to maintain that consistency for at least the first three months to develop that habit, and then you'll start feeling better about it. If you fall off the the wagon at any point during those first three months, you're probably gonna it's probably gonna stretch out your time of before you feel comfortable. But uh, if you stay consistent for three months, then uh, you'll develop that habit and you'll start feeling better about it after that three month mark. Yeah. And so then the second problem that um, why couples find, you know, struggle with financial management in marriage is because we have different spending habits. Um, Typically one is more the spender and the other spouse is more the savior saver you can be on different um, the savior savior. (laughs) well i'm the savior in our relationship then because you're the spender great now you're gonna (laughs) spin that and use that on me like i'm the so she was saying spender and saver yeah you need to articulate better and communicate sorry i couldn't let that one go i know you tried to sneak past it but i couldn't let it go no it was a good good one i'm 
just going to hear it later this week or at our budget <laughs> meeting. But um, so let me try again. We have different spending habits, meaning one is typically more the spender mm-hmm. and one is typically more the saver, saver. of the money. Um, and that's not one is not better or worse mm-hmm. um, because we are all made differently. So you can be, you know, higher or lower on the spender or higher or lower on the saver. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's assessments out there. If you're interested, contact us. We can get you a, an assessment to if you want to know where you kind of fall on that scale. Um, but I have yet to meet a couple that are like exactly the same on on this you know either two really really high savers or two really you know off the chart spenders there's usually this that's why there's conflict in marriage when it comes to money because we just naturally have different spending habits and that's just how we're made Mm -hmm. right and uh you know when you have this situation of of differences in uh your spending habits you kind of have to just embrace it, uh, not resist it. You have to embrace it for yourself, embrace who you are as the spender or the saver, uh, and you have to embrace who your spouse is as well um, and not try to change them to be more like you um, because you're going to bring out the better qualities of each other in that regard. Like you said a minute ago, one's not better than the other, although from each of our perspectives, it would be easy to be like, ah, oh, you just need to be more of a saver and stop saying, or, or you could be like, why don't you just go spend something and so, up. right so so you know <laughs> you can fun. easily get into the thought of oh well i'm better because i'm the i'm the one who actually has fun as a spender or i'm better because i'm the one who actually plans for our future mm-hmm. and and you shouldn't do that you should embrace what your spouse comes to the table with in that regard because uh from the perspective of a spender uh, the budget uh, having a budget is actually going to give you the freedom to spend um up to a certain amount. So you you set those amounts uh, with your spouse, you come into agreement, and you can freely spend within those limits. Um, But uh, what it's also gonna do is you're gonna also set some savings amounts in your budget, and that's gonna keep, as a spender, a certain amount of your money safe, quote unquote, from yourself, um, so that you don't just spend everything. And that's where the saver brings good balance to the spender. They can help you to uh, say, don't spend everything, right? Yeah. So um, a very practical tip that we do with this. So if you haven't caught on, I am more of the spender, um, but I do really well with boundaries because I do want to save for our future. Mm-hmm. My my heart is to, to do that. I know that, but, um, I mean, Amazon gets me every time, right? right. <laughs> um, so there's still temptations to, to naturally just spend, um, more than save. And so, uh, practically what we do is in our budget in our monthly budget, we do have this line item that says Julie's money, mm-hmm. Julie's fun money. And Thomas has one too. And our kids have one. And, and that's not, Thomas's money that's his paycheck so it goes to that fund or my income and goes here it's not not like that it is um, we combine our money um, in into one uh, account but in our budget we can allocate a certain amount of fun money and it's not a large amount um, even if you can afford that I would still restrict the amount that you both agree on um, that's you know within reason but what it does is 
is it gives the spender freedom to not feel like you're in this parent relationship of like, can I go get my nails done? Can I get my hair done? Can I? No, you always say no. Or if I do have a shopping spree and I come in with all the bags, I know I'm not going to walk in and have to like hide that <laughs> or feel the, the guilt and shame of he's like, how much did you spend? Right. Um, and cause we've been there and it wasn't fun. It wasn't a, a good, um, place in our relationship. And so now we doing the budget together, we are, we're partners, we're a team mm-hmm. and I know what we're saving for, but I also know what I can spend that month. Or if I do want to practice saving, we let that budget roll over. Mm-hmm. And so if there's like a bigger item that I want, I might have to save up, you know, wait two months, but that still comes out of, you know, the quote unquote, my, my fun money, right. um, that I don't have to ask permission as much. Right. Um, but it's not a secret. It's still hidden, not hidden. You see, you know, what I'm saving for and, and what I'm buying. Yeah. Well, and from the savers perspective, the budget is, um, having the budget having that working with your spouse is going to allow you to allocate a specific amount towards saving. Um, but it's going to also encourage you to spend some of it as well as savers. We can tend to just try and hoard all of our money and say, don't let any of it get away because you know, we want it all for the future, but at some point you're going to have to spend some of it. And so creating that budget will allow you to have uh, to loosen up a little bit and say, you know, it's okay. I don't have to be so frugal with every single area of my life to keep so much. Uh, now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to try to save some because you definitely should be, um, but it, it helps you. Your spouse as the spender will help you as a saver Just to loosen up a little your, bit. Live your life. Live yeah. your life. Um, and one other thing you said about, you know, you briefly touched on combining our money and uh, things like that. Um, we did an episode specifically about combining money, uh, episode 15 of our podcast. So if you want to hear more about that, about combining money as a couple, go check that one out. Yeah. And so then the third problem that we have run into in financial management in marriages is learning to combine two different philosophies of how to handle money. Mm-hmm. You know, the the joining of two individuals is the joining of two different orientations to money. And you both had different um, backgrounds and upbringings. And a lot of that plays into how what you know about money and how you value it. And, you know, that's kind of plays into the spender and saver too. But a lot of it is just two different philosophies coming together. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to handle that. Right, right. And, you know, so uh, one of the best things that you can do in this regard is to just communicate. So, um, you can, you know, reduce, uh, you can reduce the amount of conflict around this by, um, just working on, um, setting some goals, setting some time aside to discuss your financial goals with your spouse. Yeah. Cause I mean, my goals could look different than Thomas's. And if I don't communicate about that, I'm, I might be resentful on that he's not doing something. He might be resentful that I am doing mm-hmm. something. I'm just trying to make my goals. You're making your goals, but we've got to figure out 
how to get on the same page. Yeah, not talking about those goals is how you lead to uh, one of the spouses going and buying a brand new car without the other spouse knowing about it. <laughs> that's that's how that happens. You did what? You didn't talk about the goals ahead of time. Yeah, so, so you know, it's January. Um, it's not too late to set goals. Um, you can set financial goals at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, really set your your future up for success but also save your marriage <laughs> um with the just the tip of communication and so short term goals um financially you know would be what you can achieve in 6 to 12 months um and so it might be saving for something it might be spending to pay off debt <laughs> um and then there's of course long term goals that might be achieved in 1 to 5 years And I think so many times we get stuck in that paycheck to paycheck or the monthly budget, especially if you're paying off debt, that we don't do the long-term goals. And um, what's the vacation that you want to go on? What's the, you know, or a purchase of a house or an investment, Um, you know, something or just even saving for your kids, (laughs) future, if that's mm-hmm. education or a wedding or, or you name it, um, don't get stuck in the day-to-day. Set those short-term goals so that you can achieve those long-term goals, but you need to be communicating and writing those down as well. Yeah, and we recently talked about the goal-setting process um, in another episode, and you just had set the short-term goals to achieve the long-term goals, and I even want to flip that around in addition and say set the long-term goals so that you can set short-term goals to help you achieve those long-term goals, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you don't if you just live in that paycheck to paycheck or month to month time frame and you don't look farther down the road, you're never going to attain any long-term goals because you don't know what you're aiming for. So you have to kind of set those in place and then go back with the short-term goals and say, okay, if we do this in the next six to 12 months, it will set us up better to then do this in the next 12 to 18 months and, and so on and so forth. You know, if you've ever played chess, you're always trying to think one or two moves ahead. This is kind of a similar situation to attain your long-term goals. You can't just be looking down at what's happening now. You have to be kind of planning your moves out in a little bit in advance, not too far down the road, but to get to those long-term goals, you have to plan one or two moves ahead. Yeah, so two weeks ago on our podcast, we talked about um, achieving goals together. Just in general, we we gave a principle of setting SMART goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so take a listen to that. And then for when it comes to financial goals, um, we encourage people to you know individually brainstorm mm-hmm. their short-term and long-term financial goals and then set a meeting to come together and share them. Um, with each other and then you know because setting common goals as a couple can increase your sense of teamwork and collaboration um, in this complex area of finances but but take the time alone to really think through um, because like I said they're most likely going to be different than each other Mm -hmm. um, your goals and so take the time individually to think through them write them down but then bring them to the table and um, maybe you end up finding the common goals. Maybe you combine them mm-hmm. or maybe you really lean into your spouse and go, OK, like that. I didn't know that you felt that way. Let's let's try to achieve this together. Totally. And uh, last tip on this is just go learn. 
um, go and take a course like uh, Financial Peace University is a great course to take if you're trying to learn how to budget um, and how to get out of debt, things like that. Um, that's a great course. Uh, you can also uh, read some budgeting books um, or read books that are based around your specific uh, time frame of your finances, like where you are in your financial walk. If you're trying to get out of debt, read books about that. If you're trying to start investing or save for college, read books about that. Um, we have some resources on our website, some different, a uh, couple different financial books that you can check out on our website and uh, purchase that will help you in that regard. So go check that out at uh, marriagepuzzle.com slash books, I believe is what it is. So um, uh, check that out. Uh, and lastly, you can also always get some help from uh, a coach who will walk alongside you and help keep you accountable while you're learning how to do this. Um, uh, as you know, Julie and I are marriage coaches, so we can help you out in this regard um, from the communication standpoint around finance, finances in your marriage. And we can also help you specifically with uh, the financial coaching side as well uh, by working through learning how to budget. We can take you through that whole process as well on a one-on-one -on -one level. Uh, so figure out what's right for you. Do it in a group setting. Do it one-on-one -on -one with us. Uh, find a book and do it on your own. Figure out something. Try it to uh, better yourself and better your uh, finances and get on the same page with your spouse. Absolutely. So if these problems resonated with you, hopefully these tips um, were helpful. And um, like Thomas said, you can go to our website, marriagepuzzle.com to check out our coaching page. We have both the financial coaching and marriage coaching tabs. Um, but we do a free discovery call over Zoom where we can jump on and see kind of what your needs are and how we can help you um, to set you up for a great year, both financially and relationally with your spouse. So check us out on social media at Marriage Puzzle, and we look forward to joining you joining us next week uh, on our podcast. See you later. Have a good one.